I was told you were coming. A slayer. Himself stuck, rather like a, a cork in a bottle. My ascension is almost here. I don't like vampires. I'm gonna take a stand and say they're not good. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Oh, man. Congratulations, everybody. You've made it to season one, episode 12 of Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And I hope that we can make this episode as bad as that season finale was. I don't know that I would say it was bad. I don't think we could if we tried. It- I I think we're going to have trouble packing everything in. There's a there the fucking dense ass episode though. It wasn't bad, but there sure was a whole lot to make fun of and that's my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. The number one thing to make fun of is the first five seconds. Cheers. Oh, man. Do I need beer for this? Oh, fuck me. That's delicious. Yeah. Vanilla Porter. Oh, yes. Jake's Vanilla Porter. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Shameless plug. <coughs> Jake's. It's good. It's very good. Pawpaw Brewing. <coughs> yeah. Who's ever heard of Pawpaw? You have now. Congratulations. <laughs> That's our next door neighbor. <laughs> oh, are they? I don't know. <laughs> Pawpaw's right right by Kalamazoo. I don't know. I'm bad with geology. <laughs> anyway, I'm double fisting it right now. This is like super exciting, bro. We're like, this is like episode 12. It's like our season finale, bro. 12 episodes? Yeah! <laughs> I, I think we should forego the mom synopsis on this one. Fuck you! It's not going to be a short and sweet one, though. This... Why, why would you do this to me on the air, Rex? <laughs> Isn't this the kind of conversation we should have in private? Fine. <laughs> God, give us the mom synopsis. <coughs> Joshua, what do you need my Amazon Prime account information for? I thought you were a pirate. Are you stealing episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Joshua? Again? No, Mom. I... <sighs> What? Why? Why do you care, Mom? It's it. Fine, no, just take it here. I always wanted to raise a thief. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> By the way, since you're watching it, what's it about, Joshua? Well, gee, Mom, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I know I was worried that my co-host would never ask. Because he wanted to get rid of you. Well, fuck him. God damn it, Rex. I thought you were a good boy. You were a good Christian boy. Fucking just tell me what the episode's about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Buffy dies. And it's fun. There it is. We're going to give you some more detail. A little more elaborately. You know, that that does bring up a good question. Sometimes I do wonder exactly what your mom does think of me. Uh, I don't think she dislikes you. That's good. Yeah. I'm at least polite to her, I guess. Yeah. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk in the Hold on. You've got something here. Anyway, let's get into this. Oh, God. First five fucking seconds. 
makes me want to slap Xander. Wow, I didn't realize that was like the very first scene. Oh, dude, the very first fucking thing is <laughs> Xander practicing how to ask Buffy out to Willow. On Willow. Practicing oh, on Willow. God. And she's... So, it's so sad. She seems to be having a good time. She's yeah. just soaking it up, pretending that he's actually asking her yep. out on a date. And they, you know, the kings of misleading dialogue made us think that he was actually asking out Willow for half a heartbeat. Just half a dick hair of a moment of, hey, maybe Xander yeah. figured out how hot this girl is and how much she's into him and how much better she is for him than Buffy anyway. No. Not- no. <sighs> but she needs to get some fucking self-respect anyway, which, okay, she does. Yeah. she's She yeah. has some good moments later. Um, it, this whole opening bit, though, is so fucking cringy. It's, it's pretty cringy. It's not nearly as cringy as later yeah when he we'll actually does it oh man so so we cut from the creepiness of xander to a slow-mo fall by buffy who's in the middle of a fight yeah and which let talk us talk about a really good cinematic cut it was it absolutely was it, it led us to believe or it led me to believe that buffy was actually in some serious shit for a second um but no she's not she's <laughs> not really fucking kicks the vamp's ass she's just playing around with the fucker she like I loved how she, uh, I mean, it's not the first time by any means that she does this. She pulls out this wooden stake uh, as if it's like the rarest weapon, <laughs> the most difficult to obtain piece of equipment on the planet. Like, you know, you can't just take any piece of wood and sharpen it. <laughs> I could have a wooden stake in like 10 minutes if you- I got a fucking table leg over here we could sharpen. <laughs> we don't even need to sharpen it. You just break it over something and it's probably good enough. Probably. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, oh shit. Oh no, you've discovered my kryptonite. The trees. What's particularly hilarious about it is the whole fight till he is dead is in slow motion. Mm-hmm. The entire thing. And then And then suddenly it goes back to like real time. Yeah. Movement. And then it cuts to the library. It does. To Wait, wait, wait. So before we get to the library, that was Cordelia sitting in the car over there, wasn't it? Yes. So she's making out with her boyfriend. So yeah, so we're in the middle of a field. In a field where we can see the bus parking lot in the background. What the fuck is... So that she's fighting a vampire next to Cordelia, not a hundred feet away, sitting in a car with some random dude who's, like, the biggest fucking super tool on the planet, yeah. by the way. I don't know, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, okay... Buffy's fighting a vampire in a random field. Yeah, the, what the, the fuck was Cordelia doing the sitting in a car? Of, of the inclusion of Cordy and her boyfriend making out in the car is completely fucking pointless. Completely shoehorned in exposition. Yeah, I don't... It's just like, by the way, Cordelia is going to be part of this episode. And she has a boyfriend in this episode. Cool. Uh, uh. But we cut to the library, and holy shit, do they go all out with the camera work in the library. Did they? they? Dude, they use dollies and everything. Go on. 
like they start high up and they swoop down on Giles as he's like looking through books. He's reading the book that Angel had gotten him. He's cross-referencing oh, yeah. stuff. The Codex. The Codex, yeah. yes. He's cross-referencing stuff. <laughs> Which and they, turned out to like, be so accurate. The No, it did turn out to be accurate, actually. It wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. <laughs> it just wasn't You're you not know, wrong. as accurate as it pretended it was. Yeah. But no, they, they go all out with this bit. Uh-huh. And the cinematics here are fantastic. But basically, this is the moment where Giles finds out that there's a prophecy that, you know... Yeah. He's he's reading the what we can only assume was the Codex, and he's like, The Master shall rise, and the Slayer... My God. Earthquake starts, and cut to the Master. <laughs> and he has a really good line here. Because the, oh, anoint- yeah. the anointed one is sitting there and looks a little <laughs> worried about the earthquake, and the, the master's like, oh, it's time. My time has come. And glory, he, he, glory. He, he pauses, he turns and looks at the anointed, and he goes, what do you what think? Do you think? 5.1? 5.1? Yeah. <laughs> I like it when, our line, when we sync up. Yeah. It I, sounds like we know what we're doing. I mean, not like our periods. You're getting weird, Josh. We sit. That's my job. I demand a raise. We don't get paid for this yet. What do you think? 5.1? Ha ha! Bass drum and a cymbal fall off a cliff. So, opening sequence. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so there's a huge crack that goes through the library. Um, and Josh is... Or Josh. <laughs> Giles is in the library. He's been up all night. He's very harried and just kind of rumpled looking and tired looking. Yeah. Just look up some pictures of me on the internet. Superimpose me over top of Giles for this. Actually, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> um, although he's this- still a little more uh, kempt than you typically oh, are. <laughs> absolutely. I, I'm not even claiming to even Giles. Be- Giles at his worst is... Still above your best. Far more stunning <laughs> than I claim that I will ever be, or ever have been, been, whatever. Um, so Giles is obviously freaking out about what's going on, but still doesn't tell Buffy about it, but she has to go to biology. However, class. he is visibly relieved at her arrival. Yeah, because he thinks she's dead already? Yeah, he wasn't sure if the Master's arrival and her prophesied death already happened during the earthquake or what. So, because phones don't exist. <laughs> I mean, I you mean, know. cell phones barely exist. Yeah, at they this didn't. Point, they but really didn't have cell phones. I mean, only rich people in the military had cell phones in '96. Um, but they don't have like a check-in plan or something. But they really kept playing on this uh, fear of. Uh, Buffy's death on Giles's part. She kept saying shit uh, like, "I'm putting my life on the line to battle the forces of evil here," and he kept being like, "Uh, uh." She's like, "I broke a nail. Look, <laughs> I'm wearing a press on. The least you could do is display some casual interest." And uh, okay, it was a fun bit. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I just I liked that she kept making Giles the, uncomfortable. The end, the, the end of the interaction though is really good because she's like, "Well, I guess I've been putting it off long enough," and he's like, "What?" Like, he's expecting her to, like, go off and run after the master. I, she was like, I have to go meet my fate. And he's like, oh, oh, damn it, Bobby. Oh. So, uh. <laughs> but no, she's talking about biology class. 
and biology. Then we, we cut to after biology, which apparently he she has with Xander and Willow. But they're talking about how bad biology was. Yeah, they're talking about how boring it is. Willow's like, and I'm a science geek, and it was still boring. Wow, she's, that must have been really boring. She says, even I was bored, and I'm a science nerd. Wow, you wrote that down, huh? Well, her, her whole bit's kind of amusing to me, because Buffy goes, don't call yourself that. And she responds with something along the lines of, it's the, it's the day of the computer age. You know, being a nerd is cool. Yeah. And she's not wrong because, like, this is... You know, it was the very beginning yeah. of that actually being a trend. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good for good for the show. You know, Colin, you know, foreseeing, tolding yeah. stuff. So then there's a little awkwardness as Xander shoes Willow away. I, uh, yeah, he's like, hey, Willow, don't you have a thing to go to? And segue into the next and scene. Segue to the most nice guy Xander we have yet seen. This scene I dubbed a courtyard fuckery. <laughs> it is unquestionably courtyard there fuckery. Are few more accurate ways to describe this. Courtyard fuckery. Just say it once with me. Courtyard fuckery. Courtyard fuckery. There it is. It rolls off the tongue so well. Courtyard fuckery. Yeah. So Xander, Xander asks Buffy out. Yeah. And, and to to his credit, he does a decent job in the very beginning. Absolutely. It was like, wow, Xander finally nutted up and nearly acted like an adult. Well, that was a close call. <laughs> <laughs> because she obviously responds with, but we're friends. You're a close, important person in my life. And you could just see what he was thinking. <sighs> Fuck, he, I got put in the friend zone. No. He he is as close to calling her a whore, like a normal nice guy, uh, as he could possibly be uh, on this fucking TV show. Yeah. Because he specifically says, oh, I guess a guy's got to be undead to make to make time with you. Yeah, he says, no, forget it. I'm, I'm not him. I guess a guy's got to be undead to make time with you. Yeah, you got that part. And she says, well, that was harsh. Look, I'm sorry I don't handle rejection well. Funny considering all the practice I've had. And it's oh, like... he's such a fucking asshole. Could you be more of a self-deprecating dickbag pushing off all of this onto her? Like, and you can tell she's just... And the worst part is, is this isn't the fucking end of Nice Guy Xander for this episode. No. And he gets worse from here. I, th I th You know, the most heart-wrenching part of all of this was Buffy sitting there... Like, this was a stellar moment from Sarah Michelle Gellar, frankly. Oh, yeah. uh, it was very much, um, I thought we were friends. Like, her her stunned reaction is exactly like, what it needed to be. She clearly did not understand what was happening. She's like, what did I do? Like, it was obvious she was thinking that that, that issue has been addressed. Yeah. Because it's been addressed. Multiple fucking times, Xander. I mean... Multiple times. Yeah, and I, I was like, well, finally, we can put this shit to bed. Because this, I mean, to be fair, ish, this is the first time it's been bold-faced. That is true. Just plain and English as much as possible, and he couldn't have taken it worse. Oh, he really, he really takes it bad. So... Courtyard fuckery over for now. Yep. Segway to the library. Miss Calendar. And She's back. Yep. 
and Giles are talking about weird things going on. And she starts listing off some weird shit that's been happening. Fucked up things that really should have gotten some attention. Yeah, like the number one thing on her list, though, was that there was a boy born with his eyes facing inward. Wait, I thought it was more weird that a cat gave birth to a litter of snakes. (laughs) I don't know which one is worse. You didn't get that one? They're both... Like the whole the list is freaky. Oh, and casually a lake boiled while a family was swimming yeah. in it. Whatever. But Plus the, the earthquake. Other, yeah. And Jesus Christ. As as Miss Calendar puts it, I'd say the end is pretty seriously nigh. Which just makes me think of the end is really fucking nigh, which has just always been one of my favorite phrases. Even though nobody ever says it, it's I think it started with uh, twenty eight days later. Somebody spray painted that on a, a billboard in that movie. Oh, I can't. I don't remember. Uh, I I only remember because uh, there's. Does it specifically say the end is really fucking nice? Yes. Okay. That is I the like exact that. quote. I like that. It's really. It's funny, isn't it? No, it's good. It's well, good. It's, and because it was practically the Giles same thing. here is still obviously freaked out about the prophecy. Yes. And Miss Calendar actually mentions that she heard something about the anointed one and giles just jumps on her shit like no you go and fucking look into that starts commanding her around right after he questioned her reliability or oh man she takes it like a champ though she does she obviously realizes something bigger than their bullshit is Uh going on and need she just what sucks it up i couldn't believe he was calling into question her trustworthiness yeah that's a little bullshit after the uh she even calls him out on it she did but and that was the end of that and i was glad but i didn't feel like that was necessary at all no definitely not but it was there and whatever Everybody's over it. I I chalk that up to Giles is like dealing with some heavy fucking reality right now. He is. And also he to be fair as a watcher, he does have to be very careful about who he lets know precisely that Buffy is the slayer. So, and to this point, she Miss Calendar still doesn't know yet. Yes, which I feel like she should have after they exercised a demon something out from the internet, but whatever. You mean besides me? No, I didn't ask. You mean you you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you do do you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. So we cut to Cordy running into Willow in the hallway, being unseasonably nice. But it's it's a ploy to get her help with some AV stuff. Yes. Uh, she compliments her shirt, which even I was like, what's going on with that no, shirt? Willow. <laughs> <laughs> um, she eventually learns how to dress herself properly. <laughs> does she? I mean, I, I think it's cute and endearing. By the in time an, she becomes a lesbian, she it's can dress an, herself. It's cute in an endearing way. It is. It but is. it's not high fashion. But it's dorky. Yes, it's it's a it's adorable, <laughs> which is a term I love. Uh, I like that. Uh. So we see Xander moping in a classroom, and this scene. Holy shit! This scene. Wait, we see Xander what moping in a classroom. Moping in a classroom. And Willow walks oh, yeah. up. Willow walks up, and she's like, "Oh, it didn't go well," and he's all pissy. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, we can go together. We can dance and have some laughs. But yeah, he 
like she's genuinely like you know bummed for him. Yes, and he's a fucking total dickbag about everything. Yeah, but hurt Xander is butt hurt, and so he. Like all of a sudden he perks up. He's like, "Oh, we can go together. We can have, we can dance. We can have some laughs." And she just deadpan tells him no. Oh, flat out. And he he's like, "What?" And she's like, "What?" She goes, "No, I I don't want to go with you to the dance." And you thinking, you know, wishing that I'm her the whole fucking time. Yeah. And, and thank fucking God she stood up for herself. Fucking kudos to that woman. And she she obviously feels bad about the way she has to say it, but she yes. knows that it is time for her to stand up to his Took bullshittery. Took her a whole fucking season to stand up to his bullshit. I, I seriously wrote, fuck you, Xander, three times in my notes during this scene. <laughs> well, she was saying, uh, well, he was feeling sorry for himself, and one of his other lines was, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, the polls are in. It's time for my concession speech. And I was like, yeah. It That's is. the first thing you've said all season that made any sense. <laughs> it really is. Well, maybe not all season, but definitely this episode. And he was still being sarcastic about it. Whatever. Yeah. Good on Willow. Fuck that guy in this moment. To be fair, he said he was going to go home and lie down and listen to some country music. The music of pain, which I like that. Yeah, that's a good line. And then he actually does. Yeah, he does. So that's fun. So then we go to some more aftermath stuff of the the prophecy coming to play. Yeah. Buffy. Has- I particularly like my heading for the scene description here. Uh, so cut to poorly lit hallway slash bathroom slash locker room. I don't know. I can't tell, but it's late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck was yeah. she anyway? I just wrote night. <laughs> At the school somewhere. Yeah. And there's blood coming out of the faucet. They mixed of water. together like three different sets. Uh, Buffy walks into the library, finds Angel and Giles talking about the prophecy. Yeah. And, oh, dude, this whole this whole bit is kind of rough to watch. Well, uh, Buffy looks so happy that she saw Angel for the first time yes. in a while. And then finds out that she's destined to die. And she and overhears Giles. Like... You think at first that she's, like, laughing it off, but no, she's not. She's cracking under the pressure. She's just losing it. And, I mean, do you think Angel Angel had to have heard her come in? Doesn't he have, like, supernatural hearing Uh, or something? Maybe he wasn't quite paying attention to it, I guess. Maybe it was a choice. Maybe he was like, Buffy needs to hear this, but Giles will never go for that. You know, I would actually give Angel points on that. Yeah. Because that... It's important that she finds out about this prophecy. Giles is kind of a dickbag for hiding it from her. Yeah. Even if his logic seems sound. He had good intentions. Because he even says in this scene, I wasn't sure if it was true or not. I was double checking it, you know. Uh, He was saying, he was saying, well, she was immediately like, were you even going to tell me, Giles? He's like, well, I was hoping I wouldn't have to. Right. He's so. trying to make sure that it is, a, in fact, a thing that is happening. Yeah. But and, you know, still, he should have warned her Looper something. in, please, Giles. Good God. This is not the first time that he has failed to inform her to the extent that he obviously should be. Yeah, teamwork, Giles. Come on. Get your head in the game, man. But she's she's freaking out. And then definitely does not take this well. Uh huh. Yeah. And we cut to Willow at home. Well, I, I, I mean, let's not skip 
completely over how much Buffy flips the fuck out on Giles. She, like, throws a book at him. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, she was clearly not aiming for him because she hit the wall. But she totally is like, what are you fucking worth anyway? You just sit here and read your books. Your fucking books. And I was like, damn. Welcome to Butt Hurt Central. Everybody this episode. Damn. To be fair, she has something significantly more important to be upset about than fucking Xander does. Definitely. And she tries to quit. She she throws down her her cross like it's a name tag. Right. <laughs> like, oh, I, I quit. I'm no longer the Slayer. That's how that works. Yeah, the universe just goes, oh, shit. Oh, I guess we need a new Slayer now. Shit. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what the universe does. Well, yeah. But we don't know that yet. <laughs> so anyway, we cut to Willow at home. For some reason, she's sad and calls Xander. Yeah. Xander ignores the call because he is laying on his bed listening to country music. Listening to country music. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, even though he doesn't want to talk on the phone, has his landline rotary phone laying on the bed yeah. with him. Why? Presumably, specifically so that he can hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then takes it off the hook. And then leave it off the hook. So I just, yeah, I thought that was funny. That's all. And then... Back. To his credit, he was doing what he said he was going to be doing. Yeah, and <laughs> he's listening to country music. He the was. music of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's that joke go? Uh, what happens when you play a country song in reverse? I can't remember how the punchline goes. Damn I it. Your dog comes home and your yeah, your dog comes home. Your truck starts running again and your <laughs> wife comes back to you. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, so we go to Buffy's house and her mom has a pretty decent line here. Uh she asks Buffy how like what's wrong? How are you like are you okay? And Buffy's mom says you're probably just full from that bite of dinner you nearly had. Yeah, that was that was cute. Uh, for a second there, I was like, God damn, Mom, why don't you just why don't you just leave her alone? <laughs> Apparently I was projecting. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, because Buffy was like, Mom, let's run away. And I was like, whoa, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it's really a great fucking scene here between her and her mom, though, because... It was. Her mom obviously doesn't understand the real scope of what Buffy is dealing with. She no thinks God. that it's because a boy that she liked didn't yeah. ask her out to the dance. And that was part um, of it. That was part of it. Yeah, and reveals, well, because Buffy wants to go to the dance, but Angel isn't a fucking high schooler. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> obviously she's a bit fucked up by Xander and his bullshit. Yeah. On top of the fact that, oh, guess what? She's going to die. Yeah, that's, oh, a, that's a lot of shit to drop on her in one day. To be fair, she's handling it pretty fucking well. Yeah, only a single tear. A single yeah. tear down the left And her cheek. mom reveals that she has a fucking nice dress that Buffy was looking at. Uh-huh. Mom, we can't <laughs> afford that. Well, the way you've been eating, which was geniusly established only moments before. Yes. And it is a really fucking nice dress. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, she is in that dress the pretty much the rest of the entire fucking episode, and it <laughs> looks pretty fucking good on her. Which they make their own shtick out of. Yes. Which we can come back to. Because we don't have enough context yet. I blame you, Rex. What's taking you so long? We're getting there. Hey, got your steak. Steak. Hey, got your steak. 
So, again, next day, this episode has a lot of fucking quick cuts. Uh, a couple. Yeah. And so, it was a little thicker than a normal episode because yeah, it's definitely. a season finale, and that's fine. Cut to the favor that Willow uh, and Cordy are in the hallway. Yep, and this deals with the favor that Cordy had asked her about before. Because they're just fast um, friends now, apparently. Cordy's boyfriend failed to bring the sound equipment to the bronze. Super douche. So, and Cordy's obviously like feeling the love for her boyfriend. Yeah, she's, she's really into this guy. Him. And oh, lo and behold, they're all fucking dead. And oh, but the setup. Oh, this, oh my god. Oh, the, the setup, setup was. Is fun oh they're watching cartoons oh. well that's just annoying and i was like oh something's wrong something's so wrong here no, the first view we get of the room is they're watching cartoons and nothing seems out of place and then it cuts to them in the hall and she's like oh they're watching cartoons that's cute oh but i should be mad and then cut back to the room and from a different angle, and they're all fucking dead. All fucking dead. And it is by far one of the most gruesome fucking scenes that this show has it's had yet. fucking brutal. Um, there's a body leaning against the door, and I'm like, ooh, there's, that body's totally oh, gonna fall man. out when they open and the door. Cordy opens the door, and it's her boyfriend who's was that? against... Oh, yeah, that's I thought boyfriend. he was in the couch. No, her boyfriend's the one leaning against the oh, door. Oh, that would explain why she Even got off. Even more brutal. That's so metal. And... <laughs> Willow, like, steps into the room. She's really fucking stunned. Oh, you know what my favorite part was? Was the uh, the bloody handprint on the TV screen that you couldn't really see. But it was there. From the hallway. The first, but it was there the whole time. I actually went back and looked at it. Yeah. And, and it's definitely there. You just don't fucking notice it. Yeah. That was well done. Well done, guys. Good job. Definitely. Yes. Cinematically, they pulled all the fucking stops for this, Splendid. and obviously they should. It's the season. It's the se- the season finale. Yeah, they they got so, their makeup department to get their heads out of their ass for a second. <laughs> yeah, Buffy gets word of this through her mom. It would spend on the news. She goes over to see Willow. Yep. Willow's really fucked up about this, visibly shaken and not shaken- stirred. Shaken up because these are people she knew in a room. This is the AV room, a room she goes to all the time because she's an AV nerd. She was so, like, shaken, she's freaked out, not stirred. <sighs> you were completely glazing over that. Joke. I was trying to. Fuck you. It's a. It's a. It's a bad important joke. Movement. It is. <laughs> it, or it's an important moment, and I'm here to ruin it. Moving along. They were watching uh, Porky the Pig cartoons. They were. Fucking Looney Tunes, man. <laughs> um, Visibly shaken, not stirred. Okay, so this is <laughs> when... Uh, then we cut to the library where... Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait um, did I miss something? So Buffy says, basically just makes Willow promise to stay in tonight. And Willow's like, by the way, that's a really nice dress. <laughs> Buffy doesn't even say thank you. She just says, take care, which was a little awkward, but okay. A little bit. Buffy's having a rough week. Yeah. <laughs> She's having a bad week. Everybody's having a pretty rough week at this point. Yeah, definitely. So cut to the master's lair. I don't have anything from the master's lair. It's there's fuck all nothing that really happens. He's just going soon, soon and poking <laughs> at the force field. Thingy. Oh, and then the the anointed one leaves. Yeah, and the That's little right. kid fucking crawls out. Whatever. 
And then we cut to the library where Miss Calendar brings back the information that she got about the Anointed One and their cross-referencing. Uh-huh. And Giles can quote a, a very obscure scripture of the Bible. Just, very obscure. And I was like, like, wow. You can actually like see on Mrs. Miss Calendar's face that she's like, damn. Well, at first it was like, man, this motherfucker's recall is like 800 or whatever, however they score the, those things. But um, I think it was just that that was some reading material that she had recently given him that he had very recently read. That's possible. But still. Still impressive. Still. Um, but this is when they figure out that the anointed one is a kid and not the vampire that they had that Buffy had killed yeah. in the early episode. Not pork and beans. Right, not pork and fucking beans. Fucking pork and beans. <laughs> that fucking pork guy. Pork and beans. I, I think of that every day of my life now. <laughs> Especially while I'm playing Fallout. And I'm <laughs> picking up pork and beans and Wonder Glue all over the place. Wonder Glue. What is the secret of your pork and beans? <laughs> So you're, you're mixing sources here. Mash up. <laughs> anyway, Buffy comes in, is talking to them, and Buffy's like, "No, I'm going to face the master." Yep. The argument between Giles and her. Oh yeah, G- Giles. What the fuck are you gonna do to the master, Giles? <laughs> no, I, I love this though. You're gonna read to him till he falls asleep. He goes, "I made up my mind." She's so have I. This is I made up up my mind first. (laughs) I'm older and wiser. Do what you're told for once. But he's so immature in how he (laughs) says it. Well, just the the fucking immediately he puts his hands up on his hips, (laughs) and I'm like, oh god, this is about to get campy. (laughs) Shit. But no, Buffy. Her response to this is she's not she's barely arguing, but Giles is like, and I've made up my mind, and there's nothing you can do about, or there's nothing you can say to change my mind, and she's like, you're right, there isn't, and fucking lays him out. Oh, just clocks him the fuck out. <laughs> I'm like, ouch, easy on the goods. That's his money maker, girl. I, like, damn. <sighs> You gonna break the man's jaw? She had to have really pulled that punch because she did not break his jaw. But I, I really. <laughs> so she's walking away, and Miss Calendar is like, "Um, but you could die or some shit." And Buffy's like, "Eh, maybe I'll take him with me." Oh, when he wakes up, tell him I said, <laughs> make up something cool and tell him I said it, and walks out. I enjoyed oh, that. Yeah, it was very good. Well done, Buffy. <laughs> And then uh, Buffy runs into the anointed and follows him. Yeah, creepy kid just standing outside. Luckily, she had just learned that the anointed was a small child. Yes. How handy was that? It's hard for me to say anything cool or or witty or at all. I I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah, you're the slayer and we're like the slayerettes. Oh, please. So then we cut back to the library where Giles is awake. The whole Scooby gang is there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys, we're totally all back together in the library. <laughs> Let's go catch us some masters or and something. As Scoob. much as I fucking hate Xander in this episode, this is when he actually is like manning up to like 
do something. Like, his motives are fucked. Are fucked. Who's Xander? Yeah. Yeah. But he's at least acting. Well, I think he feels bad about how he treated Buffy as he fucking well should. Right. But he actually has a great line here because he's yelling at Giles for not stopping her. And Giles's line, did you happen to write that down? I didn't write Giles's line about... Uh, what? No, I didn't write it down, but it was basically all he said was, uh, as you can see from the purple spots on my jaw, I certainly did not let her leave. Yeah. Yeah. And Xander's response is, call may work for Laku... Laku- God damn it, I always fuck up this name. I... Laku- <laughs> God damn Damn go it. Rex! Go Rex! Go Rex! Do you want me to say it? Yes. Do you want me to say it for you? Yes. Okay, because this was one of my quotes of the day. <laughs> so they're telling... You all can't see this, but I'm flipping <laughs> He's Josh He's flipping off. me off very well. <laughs> it's. I feel like the thumb should be more out, but, you know... No, I'm, I'm a fan of the f- thumb in flip-off. Yeah, it's up for interpretation. I feel like it's more comfortable with the thumb out... It, not for me. So they're telling Xander to calm down, and he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, calm may work for Lacutius of the Borg, but I'm freaked out, and I intend to stay that way. Thank you for the call to Star Trek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and then Quark ran in. <laughs> and he he was, was not in this episode. <laughs> I'm disappointed that he's not in this episode. I though. know. Th- we really fucking needed... Especially with all the shit that happens at the school specifically. We really needed Principal Snyder in this so that I could make a better Quark reference, but uh, no. Nope. So Xander is like, I'm going to do something, and he basically storms out to go to Angels. <laughs> yeah. So so, I, so we quickly established that uh, Buffy... Is in the sewer or something underground somewhere. Yep. A cut to Angel's apartment. I forgot Angel just has an apartment. Yeah. He doesn't like live in a crypt or you know no, anything. It, his apartment's underground. Oh, it, it, what? It is underground. Is it like sub level or something? Yeah. It, it's one of those apartments where the the windows are like high up in the ceiling. Still, or in I the mean, wall. he's like paying rent somewhere. He must have a fake ID, and he's got. <laughs> I mean, there there are. There are creepy places that would give a guy an apartment for cash. Yeah, I guess. And you, you figure, the how old is the dude? He's got to have some fucking money stashed he's, away He's somehow. definitely got to have some, some shit stashed away, like in a Swiss bank account or whatever. Okay. Yeah, but okay. I just think it's funny. But Xander Xander jumps in Angel's shit here about, <laughs> like, how we have to help Buffy. I wrote down, Xander, fuck you, stop making me not hate you right now. What Angel was like, oh, look who is here. And I was like, Angel, I think we all share that sentiment right now. (laughs) Yes. Every one of us. (laughs) God damn it, Xander, do something redeeming. And then he kind of did. He he is. He's, He's basically making Angel, like, mount up to, you know, storm the castle, so to speak. And A little bit. A little bit. I mean, and, not before they had a little sword fight with their dicks. I was yeah. like, guys, can we can we drop it for a second? But Xander does have kind of a really good fucking point here because he, he pulls out a cross and he's like, I think you're a fucking vampire. Yeah. I think you're an evil blood sucking bastard. She thinks you're a person. Fucking prove her right. Yeah. That was an excellent line. Definitely. 
And I, I, I wish I had written down the whole line and deliver could deliver it properly. But it it the whole fucking scene with Xander here and his interaction with Angel is spot on perfect. It was nice. I did not like either the directorial or the actor's choice of Angel sitting down when no. he pointed the cross at him. Yeah, I felt that- like that made Angel out to be a little too a submissive. A couple of back steps would have been better. Yeah. I I think he should have... Like, we heard a little snarl and a growl. And, yeah, a couple back steps at most. Like, okay, you mean business, kid. I respect that kind of a moment. Exactly. But not a, oh, don't all, fuck me yeah, up, all the Xander. Way, all the way to sitting down so Xander's kind of towering above him. Yeah. That's a bit much. That was way too much. A little more ego boost than Xander fucking deserves. Way <laughs> more than he deserved. So. Oh, oh, hold on. Before we move on, I need another beer. Cool. Well, I was just going to say, they really it really felt like they connected at that moment anyway, and I was I was kind of hoping they were going to sit down and braid each other's hair. Where are you at? Xander and Angel. You know there's porn for it. Oh god, there probably is. <laughs> Rule 34. Ew. So, cut to the library. Giles apparently hasn't once thought of perhaps where exactly is the fucking hellmouth what the hell specifically it sp- it specifically took miss calendar to go where's the hellmouth located he never once thought to look it up it's like oh that's a good point hmm a uh, gee do you think <laughs> mr giles like, okay so you know that the master is trapped in the hellmouth. Uh-huh. And you haven't tracked down where it is yet. <laughs> He's got You've had twelve <laughs> fucking episodes. Yeah. And to uh, even remotely think of this. Isn't and, this like most of a school year? Yeah. The amount of time that this takes place. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh holy <laughs> shit. I suppose I should probably look into that. No. I mean that's not even close to what he says. No. But he's like, oh, oh here. You look through this giant ancient fucking tomb real quick. Tome. Sorry. You know, a large book. And uh you do some internet researching or something, and we'll figure it out real quick. And I'm like, yeah. Like, Giles, are you fucking drunk? I think he might be. He must have been. At this point... Cut to the Hellmouth. Yep. The Anointed One brings Buffy to the Master's (laughs) Lair. And then fucking leaves. Fucks off. Permanently. So... I'm not complaining. No, I'm glad he's not there for any of this, but but here's here's my question. I think we have the exact same point to make. Why the fuck was he there? Yeah, that he's a what the is he the anointed one's job is literally to go out into the world and say, hey, follow me and lure the fucking slayer. He was what he was the slayer's usher. What the fuck? That was all he was this whole fucking time. They make him out to be some, like, born-again god or some shit, uh-huh. and he's an errand boy. Literally. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, it's, he has absolutely no battle prowess. 
No special powers of any kind. Why was the master so concerned with, like, teaching him things about, like, what power means and all the bullshit philosophy shit that he's been talking about endlessly? I mean, he was bored. I guess. How well? I mean, you've got to make sure... No, that there's something. The, the to anointed lure. had two fucking jobs. Apparently, the anointed had two fucking jobs yeah. to entertain the master while he's stuck in the <laughs> fucking hellmouth yeah. for months, uh-huh. and to years go, wasn't it? Year? I mean, well, months from the time that the anointed was there. I mean, before oh, yeah. before the beginning of episode one, yes. he was like trapped in in the hellmouth instead yeah. of stuck just outside of it. Uh-huh. But the the point is, he entertains the master for months during the time that he's stuck there and then goes and says, Hey, follow me. Slayer doesn't even need to like enact any, any, any subterfuge at all to get the Slayer to follow him. She just knows who he is. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) like if maybe there's some importance of him being a kid in the beginning, I guess if she didn't know that he was a kid, but what the fuck is the entire fucking I, point in this? I don't think... You know, I think they had bigger plans, and they ended up saying, fuck it. Uh, I think I, what... Yes. I think what happened was they decided that they didn't like their casting choice. <laughs> you know what? And they said... I don't like their casting choice there either. No, I don't either. And then they just said, fuck it. And that's okay. I suppose so, but it was, talk about a shit buildup for something that literally didn't matter. You know, it's funny because I was really starting to enjoy the Master's antics and just how smooth of a villain he was. But I was like, why do I remember this being so anticlimactic? Oh, right. This episode. They could have cut out the entirety of The Anointed. Absolutely. And literally just had Giles go, hey, Buffy, we located where the Hellmouth is. You should go find it. There you go. Yeah. And then we didn't have to put up with the, the random cuts to the, the bullshit. But then who would he talk to? Oh, God. Anybody else? <laughs> Not a child actor who can't act. <laughs> like, Master, we're totally trapped in the Hellmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Shaggy. <laughs> they should have given him fucking Shaggy. That would have been more entertaining. It would have been way more entertaining. <laughs> so. <laughs> Full circle. Oh, man. And then, so, Miss Calendar and Willow are headed to the bronze because that's where... The harvest happens, so that's where they think that they all assume, the vampires are going to go. They assume that's where the Hellmouth is. They get out of the school, and they realize that they are wrong, and all the vampires are at the school. Yep. And they pulled out all the stops. They got a fuck ton of extras for this. They did. And they actually did pretty good fucking makeup for most of them. To be fair, it's not that hard to get that many extras. Um, I wouldn't know. I've never done film. I was in one film where all... <laughs> All we had to do oh, was make God. one Facebook post, and they all came and worked for free. Uh, like I want to be in a movie. All day. Exactly. All day with... Look, Mom, I'm in a movie. With fucking corn syrup smeared all over everybody's <laughs> face. It's sticky, and it's cold, and it's uncomfortable, and we're in this creepy-ass, dirty building, and everybody's having the greatest time of their life. Creepy-ass, dirty building with the... 
if I remember correctly, there were pits where you could just fucking die. In. Oh my god, I I have. N- <laughs> I am so amazed that nobody died. And you know what? I'm still not entirely convinced that nobody did. (laughs) How would you know? How would we know? (laughs) So moving along, you know, just for legal purposes, I'm not going to say what movie that was. It's on IMDb, though. Uh, So don't look it up, you guys. Is your name attached to it on IMDb? Oh, yes. So, So just look up. Josh King on IMDb. Good luck figuring out which Josh King. There's like 13 of us. Really? Oh, yeah. 13? That's not that many to look through. Oh, you'll find it. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find it. Is it still on Netflix? No, God, no. Hasn't been... Hasn't been for a long time. I unfortunately watched this entire fucking movie somehow. (laughs) It hasn't been on Netflix for years, but... It was for a short bit there. It was, back in the early days when they were putting shitty B-films up. You should have seen the reviews. It was god-awful. Um, but anyway, I did not assistant produce or director whatever uh, Liar Liar, which is probably the most prolific role of any Josh King on IMDb. There's a Josh Damn, King out there who's a, I wish you had. I know, right? <laughs> There's There is a Josh King, and he does important shit in Hollywood. That's not me, but I am Josh King. So, uh... Let's talk some more about this 15-year-old TV show. Yes. So the initial... I I hesitate to call it a fight. Because <laughs> it's not a fight. Well, I mean, it's fun for a it, minute. It's fun. There's a little bit of cat and mouse thing going on here. Yeah. Unquestionably, the master is playing with his food. <laughs> yeah. Does he have, like, telekinesis or something... I mean, she says later, uh, save the hypnosis for the tourists. I think it's like a a type of mind control. I guess. But he is able to stop her from moving, grabs a hold of her, bites her, sucks her blood remarkably fast. Yeah, for the most anticlimactic death scene ever. Which I think that's what they were going for. I guess. Because he, he bites her and then just drops her face first in a fucking pool. And the first thing I thought of was, well, there goes the dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think she died by blood loss. No, I think she died by suffocating, she, you know, she, drowning she in the drowned. fucking pool. Absolutely. And so she's dead. Yeah. Oh, no. You, you mean besides me? No. I didn't ask. You mean, you, you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you, do you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams. Otherwise, we... Wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. And just then, the whole idea here is the prophecy is because the Slayer had to go confront the Master so the Master could bite her and suck her blood, and that would give the Master enough power to break out of the Hellmouth. Yeah, what the prophecy didn't say was that if she just doesn't go, then he can't break out. Exactly. And, you know, he. Gets a good laugh because he rubs this in her face. Yeah, and she's like, oh, fuck. But immediately after the master uh, breaks out, that's when Xander and Angel show up. Uh-huh. Well, and I have... But first, like, Willow and uh, Miss Calendar get saved by Cordelia, of all people. Yep, but we'll get there. Yeah. So, I have an important question here because... Xander and Angel show up, and they're like, oh my god, we have to give her CPR. Oh, yeah. And 
Angel looks at Xander and says, you'll have to do it. I have no breath. I have no breath. How do you speak? Yep. I said I made the exact <laughs> same note because that completely explains like, how you okay. can talk. Okay. They mention that he doesn't need to breathe in the previous episode when he went into the boiler room filled with gas. He doesn't, okay, he doesn't, fine. He doesn't, he doesn't need, need the oxygen. to breathe, but that doesn't mean he can't physically breathe. Correct. He can't. Like, obviously, he brings air into his lungs to expel it to speak. He still has sacs in his chest that are capable of expelling air. In fact, arguably, if anything, he would be able to give her more oxygen than Xander. Yeah, because he's not using it. Exactly. (laughs) So, I'm sorry, guys. He's literally filling his lungs with air that has as much oxygen as the air. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Your science here just sucks. So... Moving along. So Cordelia to the rescue. And holy shit. See, I thought they were outside of the bronze when this happened. No, they were, I, they were just out, they're just outside of the just school. Just right outside of the school. So yeah, this was a hilarious moment, I thought. Because they get Miss Callender and Willow get in the car and they're like, We gotta get to back to the library and Cordy's like, Oh, to the library? Okay, and fucking Yui's mm-hmm. and Drives right to the school and like right for the doors, straight through the double doors. And Willow's <laughs> like, I mean, normally we just walk. No, she says, Of course, we generally just walk there. I thought the best part was when they're driving down the hallway. Yes, Giles looks up and goes, What the? F-? <laughs> <laughs> and they crash through several doors to get to the library. Yeah, this must have been on a sound stage because there's no way they let them do this in an actual school. Oh yeah, God no. I mean that would be dangerous. First of all, uh, second of all, um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I have no idea either. The car pulls right up to the outside of oh, the library. Yeah, I was gonna say this was absolutely the right choice. Oh yes, it was the fastest way to get there and actually Dude, leave. Cordy gets fucking major points for this major. whole idea. Girl's got balls. Yes. Damn. She doesn't even blink when she's like, oh, I guess I'm gonna drive through the school now. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> uh, some people- Also, she's completely fucking calm through this whole fucking bit. Yeah. Up until, at one point, she's getting grabbed through the doors of the library. Uh-huh. Some people, I wonder, or, or I can, you can just be like, wow, when the zombie apocalypse hits- you're going to die so fast because any emergency situation hits and they're like, oh, what do we do? And I'm like, hey, free pass to be a psychopath. Let's yeah. go. Cordy, on the other hand, she's going to do fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, then we get, oh, my God, Buffy can sense where the master is. So they are like. Oh, yeah. Xander gets Walking? to give her the kiss of life and yeah. not she's be a alive. perv about it, surprisingly. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. But she's alive and she's got the sexy, like, her hair's damp thing going on. And her dress is not ruined somehow. I mean, it looked like it was mostly polyester, so the water probably just rolled off. Oh, yeah. It's fine. But Whatever. she obviously is like, oh, I know where the master is. And then they basically strut... To the library at a slightly elevated walking pace <laughs> to the the main, the main theme, music, theme and which it, was jarring as fuck. Boy, was you. it triumphant. <laughs> but why are they walking? It, I mean, it was a fun, overly dramatic moment. 
kind of. She, she did look pretty badass. She walks. It, it was st- strikingly badass for how lame it was. Yeah. You know, when you break it down into <laughs> reality terms. But then she trips one vampire. Doesn't even kill him. Just trips him. And so the, the library is under siege. <laughs> and so Giles moves. <laughs> they're, they're barricading the door. Giles barricades it with an overhead projector. And I'm like, copy machine. Was That's it? on wheels. I thought it was an overhead projector. It's a copy machine. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, where is your fucking ability to move a giant <laughs> filing cabinet like, ability now? <laughs> he like he moves uh, an empty bookshelf and they're like putting this light shit in front of the door. Oh my god, someone needs to teach the Scooby gang how to fucking barricade a goddamn <laughs> door. Like <laughs> you guys <laughs> We're totally not trapped in the library. (laughs) (laughs) We should put this lampshade in front of it. So at this moment is when they realize that, oh, the vampires are coming, you know, through the windows in the stacks. So Miss Calendar and Willow run up there. And we start to notice that there's some tentacle porn going on in the background. Yep, because yep. apparently the Hellmouth is an actual creature now. Sure. I guess. Well, but I mean, we, th- so there's a creature in the Hellmouth. What's the big deal? I guess. But they leave Cordy to guard the main library doors. Oh, yeah. And a hilarious moment as one of the arms come through, the, the vampire grabs her, and she bites him. Did she? She bites him. Oh and yeah, he, she like, did. He, he pulls his arm back. And he's like, ah, and she <laughs> says, she says, see how you like it. <laughs> I missed that. It was fantastic. Her delivery is perfect. Oh, that's funny. So back to the Hellmouth. Um. Oh wait. Nope. Nope. We already did that. Um, nope. Buffy gets better, stronger. She's stronger now. Apparently, she says that. They're like, oh, better, stronger, faster. Isn't that a song? It is. Okay. That's what I was quoting. So, so Buffy shows up right when Cordy, Willow, and Giles are all struggling, and I presumably- The master's on the roof above the library, watching yeah. all of this through the skylight. He, golf clapping yes. for his <laughs> for his little Hellmouth puppet. Thank you, Jim Henson. Good job. It was pretty fucking gruesome looking. It had like three tentacle heads, and yeah. it had tentacles, and- uh, they were, uh, the Foley people were very busy in the background, vigorously stirring a large pot of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Wonderful sound effects. But Buffy shows up on the roof, and the master turns around and is like, you're dead. And this the camera work here is a scene that we've seen many times because it is in the opening fucking credits. Oh, yeah. And she says to him, I may be dead, but I'm still pretty. Which is more than I can say for you. Got that one, too. Fantastic line. And then he's like... From this point on, her entire fight with the Master, she has nothing but good lines. Yeah, because next (laughs) she's like... Or he's like, but you were destined to die. It was written. Eh, what can I say? I flunked the written. Ah! Ah! And then... He does his telepathy thing on her. She fakes being under its influence. She did. And she he grabs a hold of her, and she's like looking at him, and she cocks her head, and she goes, 
You have fruit punch mouth. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> like, oh! And his, he's utterly fucking baffled by this, and then she clocks him. I, I was I was like, ouch! She's calling him out on his skin problems. That's mean. The God. fight, the fight's barely a fight here. Leave it to high school girls to be that mean. <laughs> no. So superficial. Hey, got your steak. The master grabs a hold of her again, and... The bastard? The master. The master. The master grabs a hold... He's a bastard, too, as far as... You bastard! (laughs) But he grabs a hold of her again, and he's talking about how he'll bring hell to Earth and all that. I will be evil and make evil things happen evilly. (laughs) And so her last one good-liner is, You're that amped about hell? Well, go there. And she fucking grabs a hold of him, throws him through the skylight, and he falls on a fucking broken table. Yeah, she eyeballed this this big, jagged piece of wood thing, which apparently was a table, I guess. And I didn't realize it was all the fucking way down inside the library when they established that that was her plan. But... I mean, that worked out. Yeah. Cool. And he lands on this giant spike. I mean, he was choking her at the time, and he clearly has fuck all of a grip because well, I think she didn't even struggle to speak slightly. When I'm, I'm kind of confused here because, so right when she's brought back to life, yeah. she says to Xander that she feels strong. She yeah. feels good. Yeah. Why? Uh like they don't they never address as to why she all of a sudden felt stronger nah. after being bitten by the master. I feel I, like they cover that later. Maybe she I, got some of the master's power. I don't know. They don't cover it in this episode at all. <laughs> but <laughs> killing the master seals away the hellmouth <laughs> thing, the creature, whatever, the vampires run away. <sighs> <sighs> God damn it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rolling with the punches here, man. You say a thing, I say a thing. And that's the end of my notes. And, okay. We're well, at the end of the episode. All right. So, wrap up. Um, They all uh, walk into the library. I think this is the first and only episode this season that we didn't have a next day wrap up. I always felt like they were normally the same day. or uh, No, they were I, always the next day at school. I guess I didn't really think about it. Anyway, so they all walk sullenly into the library, and they're all eyeballing the master, which we pull back to reveal uh, a, just a skeleton, very bleached skeleton, yeah, uh, laying on top of this broken table that Buffy dropped him on. And I have one question for all of you: What the fuck happened to his coat and pants? Apparently, they burned up. I guess. I mean. There's a lot of instances where they kill vampires and they just turn completely 100% to dust, counting all their clothes. Yeah, you're right, I guess. Yeah, that's that's not an unprecedented... So I think the question here has to be, why are his bones why left behind? Why are his bones still there? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. They went all out with the, uh, the effect of his skin... Oh, yeah. ...doing the, the thing. Him dusting was really, like... Dusting, yes. There was a little bit of weird weirdness with green screen, uh, but I I eh. definitely chalked it up to the technology of the day. Yeah. 
but they went all out on the effects there. It still felt like it was a little too soon for the master to die, in my opinion, but whatever. I, I it's think what that's happened. just because it was a, you know, it was only 12 episodes for the season. Yeah. And, they, you know, it was a slightly truncated season, absolutely. Yeah. It, and this is a show that was written along in the time when seasons were 24, 26 fucking episodes. Yeah. Oh, so the, 90s the show were fucking sick. As opposed to now <laughs> on Netflix, you know, you get a 10 season episode it, and but it's written that They're way. They're finally bringing it down to a reasonable number like 16 tops. Yeah. Except for Supernatural, like, they're still like 24 episodes in a season yeah well any anything that's going to be on tv is going to have the longer episodes so let me finish the wrap up here so they walk in they're like okay wow this is all over and shit well i just had some lines written down so xander's like yeah buffy died and everything and willow's like wow harsh and giles is like i should have known that wouldn't stomp you and so <laughs> xander's like well hey i hear that there's a that there's a dance tonight, maybe we should go. And everybody's like, yeah, let's do that. Even Buffy. Wee! Everybody's happy. And she's like, well, I got all dressed up. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, we saved and the world. The I last, say we party. The last fucking line is Angel going, I like your dress. And her <laughs> her last line is... Yeah, yeah, it's a big hit with everyone. Because literally everyone has mentioned they like her dress. It was a good running gag. Very good. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, so that was the episode. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength, strength. Give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk in Hold on. You've got something in your eye. You know, a couple of things that I'm expecting from next season, and I don't remember well enough to, to know what to expect the beginning of next season um, is I hope that a Xander has finally let go of his fucking pining over Buffy bullshit. I feel like he does. He fucking better. We've had the same conversation every fucking episode because he's still doing it. (laughs) But I think Cordy really is part of the group now. Yeah. Like I think they definitely pulled her in at the last minute and really well. Solid. Very well. And I think the the group is at a good place. Yeah. Does Miss Calendar come back? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. They definitely established. Uh, a- she's the entire reason for the big bad of next season. Oh, don't ruin it. I don't remember. So. Yeah. Yeah. I won't ruin anything more. So two questions here for you. Oh shit. A. Did you like the episode? B. Uh. How do you feel about the season as a whole then? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought the episode was on par with the season, and it had... I'll agree there. It had memorable moments. It was definitely more climactic than it could have been, judging by how bad some of the previous episodes were. So they stepped up relatively well. Yes, I I enjoyed it probably, you know, partially for nostalgia reasons, partially because right. there were some really fun moments. Right. But other than that, meh. I'm really torn on this episode. What was the what was the second question? Let me cover that first. The season as a whole. Season as a whole. I yeah, uh, you know, 
<laughs> there's there's a reason that you can't sell the DVD set to a fucking a secondhand store because they have too many. It's because it's fun to watch once, and I'm glad we came back to it. I really am. Yeah. So as far as the episode is concerned, I'm 50-50 on it, but not necessarily for the reasons you might think. I think they did well with the... There's a lot of heart-wrenching scenes in this, and there's a lot of cringe, but I actually kind of like that cringe. As much as Xander pisses me off in this episode, yeah, I it, I think it works, and if it works solely if they fucking finally continue on with this character development when he finally grows from it, right? I then think it works. It's worthwhile. Till then, we'll keep on the fence about that. Yeah, but. Like, the, the bit where Willow is really affected by the death of people she knows, like, that hits heavy. Buffy's response to her, like, being prophesized to die really fucking hits heavy. And just the gravity of the situation is done really well in this. However, I think the whole fight with the Master is kind of lame. Yeah. And the fact that the Anointed was just a fucking errand boy really pissed me off. I mean, the master's death was quick and anticlimactic. Buffy's death was quick and anticlimactic. And boy, they can't stop calling back to it for the rest of the fucking series. Yeah. And hey, I've died twice. Exactly. Yeah. But the season itself was simultaneously worse and better than I remembered it being. The high points were way higher than I expected. Yeah. Like... Looking back, the hyena episode especially, and the fucking puppet episode, yeah, both really surprising to me. Definitely way better episodes than I remember yeah. at all. But then, the angel episode was so fucking bad. But so fun to make fun of. And the fucking mantis episode, oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, this show is cute. <laughs> it really is. That was such a cute episode. Retrospectively, <laughs> I think they could have done better. The whole anointed thing just, to me, really fucking ruins the season. Just because, you know, they kept building it up as something, and then it was literally fucking nothing. Yeah. The, I wanted more out of the Master's story. It was just such... not. It wasn't a red herring, but it was anticlimactic. It was a non-entity. Yeah. Uh, the master, co- we could have done... S- if it had been a red herring, that would have been better than what it was. So much more could have happened with him. Like, he could have just been middle management, and suddenly they could have sprung something bigger and badder on us that made the master yeah. look like, you know, nothing. They definitely have some work to do to redeem the ending of this season, I think. They do. But that's okay. That's why we're here. Exactly. Oh, we never really covered the the quote of the day. Fuck. You're right. Um, I'm gonna go with Xander's line. I'm sorry. Calm may work for Lacutius <laughs> of the Borg, but I'm freaked out, and I intend to stay that way. I knew you were gonna fucking pick this one because a goddamn Star Trek reference is Absolutely. Cool. I almost picked this one, but I decided to go with uh, Cordy's one line of after biting the vampire and saying, let's see how you like it. 
There we go. Just because, you know what? Cordy hasn't fucking gotten a line yet. She deserves a line. She de- especially after this episode. She is by far the MB the M God damn it. She is by far the most valuable player of this this episode. How do you figure? She steps up further than the rest of them. She takes some heavy bullshit with her fucking boyfriend dying. Oh, yeah. And she she's the calmest one of, oh, my God, there's vampires fucking everywhere. I'm going to just balls to the walls, drive through the fucking school like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that. She steps that was, up. That was very satisfying. She steps up. I was like, I want to drive a and, car through a fucking school. And she's... Aside from a little bit of manipula- social manipulation with Willow, she's actually pretty fucking like good character throughout the entire fucking episode. Yeah, she didn't make me want. Uh, she didn't make me dislike her once this nope. episode. Like I think she she's she's definitely by far the most growth out of all the fucking characters. Yeah, this season. she didn't say anything shitty, and I wasn't disappointed by that. Exactly, like it's not the only thing that her character has to offer, or the only thing that she has to offer as a uh, an actress. It's neat. It's neat. So I think we've covered it all. Yeah, I this has been our rambunctious, fantastical <laughs> season finale. Of Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. done why are we watching this <laughs>